The Remembering Dad podcast is a podcast created for people to talk about their loved ones who have passed away. It aims to provide guests a comfortable environment for storytelling and reliving fond memories, whilst bringing awareness to a particular illness, issue, or charity. It is hoped listeners may relate to their shared experiences. Your host is Mark Cecil, loving son and podcast creator in memory of dad, Bob Cecil. May he rest in peace. Hello, and welcome to the Remembering Dad podcast. I'm your host, Mark Cecil. This podcast is a passion project and has been a year in the making. The release of this first episode will mark 12 months since Dad passed away after a battle with dementia. Before discussing the podcast further, there are a few people I would like to thank. Thank you to graphic designer Phil Moore for designing the podcast logo. He incorporated an outline of Dad into the logo so that I would think of him every time I looked at it. It was a lovely touch and thank you, mate, for putting in so much thought. Thank you to Ken Wong for producing the backing music. It's an original piece he called Kintsugi. Hopefully I've pronounced that correctly. It's based on the Japanese tradition of repairing broken pottery with lacquer and gold. Ken's aim was to produce something that had slightly sad undertones, but provided an element of hope. It's a beautiful piece, and thank you, Ken, for producing it for me. Lastly, the dulcet tones you heard in the intro and will hear in the outro are of my good friend, Ben Casado. Thank you, Ben, for lending me your voice for this project. As you heard in the intro from Ben, the aim of this podcast is to provide a platform for people to speak about their losses and experiences with grief. Future podcast guests will have an opportunity to discuss a particular disease, issue or charity relating to their loved one. Listeners that have gone through or may be currently going through similar experiences may sympathise with a story and just hope something from a conversation might help with their journey or it may create some awareness around the situation for those that haven't had a similar experience. As a result, I hope that we can take the time to tell our loved ones still with us that we love them more often if you don't already do so. I'm flying solo for this first episode, so since I don't have anyone to ask me questions, I thought I'd simply tell you a bit about our journey with Dad from my perspective, and in doing so, we'll answer some of the questions I will look to ask future guests. It's difficult to say how long Dad lived with dementia. Over a time span of approximately seven or eight years, he had moments of short-term memory loss before officially being diagnosed about five years ago. He lived with mum in our family home for about three years before it got too much for her to look after dad on her own. Under advice from the family doctor, dad was placed into an aged care home. Mum defiantly looked after dad for probably longer than most people would have. It got to a point where dad was wandering off in the paddock. He had had a couple of falls and it was becoming increasingly difficult to shower and change him. Mum admitted it was time. I cannot comprehend how difficult that decision must have been after being married to someone for over 30 years. From the time Dad went into the home, he regressed pretty quickly. It wasn't long before he forgot who I was. Selfishly, that was difficult, wrestling with moments where I thought to myself, what's the point of visiting when he doesn't know who I am? But quickly smothered by self-admission that I will know. I will know forever if I don't visit. 
Eventually, Dad didn't recognise anyone else except for Mum, a somewhat hauntingly beautiful paradigm that the last person he recognised was his devoted wife. Bob Cecil passed away on the 9th of October 2021 in our family home in the arms of his wife Helen and his youngest son Luke. I received a phone call from Luke on the Friday that Dad was not doing well. It was likely he would not make it through the weekend and they were going to take him home to be with the family. COVID has been a trying time for everyone. For our family, it meant times where we could not visit Dad in lockdown. For me, it meant being unable to visit him at all, living interstate due to border closures, and that I couldn't be there when he took his last breath. I was so happy he was able to be at the family home surrounded by his loved ones. I was devastated that I could not be there. Outside of the family, not many people will know this, but Bob Cecil wasn't my biological father. He married my mother and she brought me with her from the Philippines when I was just two years old. I don't tell people, not out of embarrassment or shame, but more so it's just easier than discussing the backstory every time. More to the point, he was dad to me and I never knew anything different. My brothers never treated me any differently and neither did he. I remember when we were in the Philippines on holidays, my uncle asked if I wanted to meet my dad. I told him no, why would I? My dad is back home in Australia. Dad would have openly admitted he wasn't the best dad in the world. He had a pretty rough upbringing himself, son to a war veteran, and I don't think he was trying to be the best, but he was the best dad for me. One of my favourite memories was at Christmas. I must have been about 12 years old, and as usual on Christmas Day, we headed off to church with Mum. Dad never came with us. It just wasn't for him. He would usually stay at home tinkering away on something like an old mower while listening to Macca on a Sunday morning. That was Dad's religion. He would blast Macca so loud on the radio it was pointless trying to watch TV or listen to anything else until it was over. The famous Australia All Over with Ian McNamara theme song will forever be etched in my memory. Get on with it, Macca. I have no doubt this was playing the day while we were at church and upon returning home as we pulled into the driveway, I was the first to spot our Christmas presents hung up by Santa in the old frangipani tree. Dad, I mean Santa, had climbed up there all on his own and somehow tied the three bikes high in the tree with some rope. Just for the surprise and look on our faces before having to climb back up there again and get the bikes down. Red and black 10-speed mountain bike. I'll never forget that Christmas present and the lengths Dad went to for us kids. If I had to describe Dad to a complete stranger, I would tell them that he was a hard-working man. He could never sit still. Even later into his life, if we were ever doing work in the yard, he would always get stuck in. He wouldn't care how hard the work was or how hot the sun was. He would nearly always be the last person back up to the house for a rest. He liked the simple things in life and loved to tell stories. Some of its favourites were about the little girl in Monkey Mia who couldn't swim but could often be found out in the deep water with her dolphin friends, or the dog who travelled up from the Northern Territory down to Adelaide to find its owner. I must have heard these stories hundreds of times over the years. Whenever he was telling that story to us, he would start with, Did I ever tell you the story about... That was usually my cue to leave until the story was over. 
The irony is that now I wish I could hear his stories many times over. I wish I could hear him tell all of his stories to my kids, his grandchildren, just once. Dad didn't take life too seriously. He had a lot of funny little sayings he would recycle on a regular basis. A few of my favourites were he would always refer to KFC as Kentucky Fried Goanna and he would tease us as we regaled back, Dad, it's chicken, not Goanna, and he'd laugh. Whenever he was telling a story about his childhood, he would always say, when I was a little girl, and whenever I'd come home from a triumphant and dominant game of junior cricket or soccer, he'd say, that's not a game, that's a shame. Sayings that would induce an eye roll back then, but I have no doubt I'll be recycling them for my own use with my kids. Dad was well known for being very easygoing and very welcoming to almost everyone. I can remember when we lived at our old house in town in the day of door-to-door salespeople. He would invite them into the house with open arms. Dad had no intention of buying whatever they were selling, whether that be religion, Tupperware or a Kirby vacuum cleaner, or Mum did buy one of those. He was simply happy to welcome them inside for a cuppa and a chat and an opportunity to tell someone new one of his stories. Those people were used to being asked to leave, but we found it hilarious when they were the ones excusing themselves to get on to the next house as they had listened to one too many of Dad's stories. In future podcast episodes, I'll be asking guests more questions, but rather than sequentially working my way through them, to end this first ever episode of the Remembering Dad podcast, I thought I'd read out a letter I wrote. Dear Dad, if you are still with us and in better health, I wish we could go get a drink together and just talk about life and your experiences. Maybe not a beer as you weren't a big drinker, but probably a sarsaparilla, your favourite soft drink. You were gone but not forgotten. I will drink a sars every 11th of February on your birthday and every Father's Day and will do so with my kids in your memory. I will recount stories of you and stories you told us many, many times. I want to thank you for taking me as your own son. You would always tell the story of when you saw me get off the plane in mum's arms, skinny little legs hanging out of the blanket, and how on the drive home I stuck my head out of the window and yelled, Consolation! Like I was still in the Philippines, riding a jeepney, calling out our stop to mum's family home. You love telling that story, and rest assured, I'll be telling that story to my kids. I won't tell it as well as you did, but I'll try. You taught me many lessons, not so much in words, but in your actions. You showed me how to be a hard-working, humble man. I can see now, everything you did was to provide for your family. We never had a relationship where we expressed our love openly for each other. I recall one time you told me that you love me, that I will never forget. I'm not sure if you remember this, but I had just gone through a very messy breakup. I was living away and I called home. After our usual short one minute exchange of pleasantries, you would normally say, well, I'll pass you on to your mother. This time she wasn't home. And I remember crying down the phone and you saying to me, don't worry, everything will be all right and we love you. I wish I had said it back to you at the time, 
I wish we said it more. I don't blame you. This wasn't something you were raised with either. But please know, I love you and I appreciate everything you did for me. As you watch over us, probably listening to your favourite talkback radio show, fixing something that is broken or doing a jigsaw puzzle, please know that I miss you and I think about you often. Joe, Luke and I will look after mum and I hope I can make you proud. I have and always will love you, Dad. Forever grateful. Your son, Mabu Elong. The sign-off was something that Dad used to always call me and it meant short nose in our language. I'm glad I was able to get through that reading of the letter. I wasn't sure how I'd go, but somebody must have been cutting onions in this room before I started to read it. As part of this podcast, an opportunity guests will have is to bring awareness to a charity which holds relevance to their loved one. For me, that is Dementia Australia. From people that I've been speaking to with relatives with dementia, it seems each experience is different. And whilst there is no known cure, Dementia Australia have some fantastic resources available, including education through an information kit, counselling support, and a support helpline. I will be making a donation to Dementia Australia as a small token of my appreciation for the work they continue to do to fight this horrible disease. Thank you for listening and indulging me in my story about Dad, and I look forward to speaking with future guests and listening to their stories about their loved ones. If you need mental health and wellbeing support, several free resources are available in Australia. Information about these services will be in the podcast notes as well as the podcast Instagram page at Remembering Dad Podcast. Please take the time to contact a family member or friend today and tell them how much you appreciate and love them.